0: childhood memories, teenage mishaps, adult mayhem, dreams dreamt and lessons learned along the way. We all have a story. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, middle grade fantasy and non-fiction storyteller. Join me each week on Storyteller Station as I talk with storytellers of all kinds about their creative process, lessons they have learned, and how stories can help us heal and grow. Hope to see you there on Storyteller Station. Welcome back to Storyteller Station, my friends. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is a lovely day in Illinois, and oh my goodness, I have just had a wonderful day. It's been beautiful. I've been able to sit outside and do a little reading, and so I, anytime I can get outside, I love it. I hope that you are able to enjoy the great outdoors wherever you are at as well. For today, some some news, the latest news and goings-on here. I was able to complete all of the edits for Ordinary Guy, Extraordinary God, which I talked with you a little bit about the fact that I was editing and had been helping kind of shape up um, my dad's book, his first book, the one that I have been on him to write for a while now and it's finally shaping up. So now it's going to enter into the formatting stage, which is something I'm learning to do. And um, hopefully I can get a good handle on that so that we can just get that book out. And the really release date is to be announced. Um, We're hoping next month it will come out, but we have not settled on a day yet and we'll let you know as soon as that comes about. Also, for me, next month, I'm going to be re-releasing Finding Myself Facing Cancer. It is the second anniversary of that book. And it is time to add some things into the book. Actually, it's the third anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Time flies. Um, I After I published the book the first time, I had... An episode with skin cancer and had to deal with certain things in that respect including oh guys this was just I mean it's a big long story I won't get into it here and now but basically I had to have the side of my nose reconstructed thanks to this undiagnosed skin cancer that I had been asking um, a dermatologist about for quite some time so then was able to, um, was able to come, you know, find someone who actually diagnosed. And thank goodness for that because, um, who knows if it had gone on any longer what that would have been like. So I, I document that in the book. I added a little afterword in the book. So that is there. And I'll be kind of rebranding and recovering, finding myself facing cancer and keeping it together, a patient's companion through decision-making, which was the workbook follow-up. I shared some of my thoughts and decision-making process in um, selecting doctors and making health decisions when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in um, 2015. So... That workbook will also be rebranded and re released. And very exciting, last year I spent a lot of time in a recording studio and have actually put Finding Myself Facing Cancer into audiobook format, which I will be releasing next month as well. So there's a lot of really fun stuff. Stay tuned to find out more. But as for today, I thought that I might share a little bit with you. I know a couple weeks ago I had talked about Readsie, Readsie.com, and they have many many author tools and tips and um, even services that they offer that are fantastic, but they also offer prompts and the writing contests. So I've been, I've, I read to you a couple weeks ago the first submission that I had made to the contest. And so I thought that today I would um, go ahead and read another short story that I submitted a couple weeks ago which did not win the contest, but it was still a lot of fun to write. And it's interesting, so if you're listening and you're listening with the Littles in the same area, you might want to wait. This um, this is a little bit of a darker story, and um, I'm not going to give any more away than that, but it kind of unfolds as it goes along. And so if you have children in the area, you may want to put in your earbuds or um, wait for later. But if you are all clear, then please enjoy the reading of Secret in the Wood. The moon lit the rough little path, but just barely. The peaks of the trees hid ground from sky. Mercifully, there was a full moon out this night, and so the two carried on through the forest, searching. She didn't like being here like this, being here in the dark. Why did we have to come at night? Shh! They stumbled around in the darkness, light from their flashlights darting back and forth in front of them. There was a chill in the night air, and the thick forest seemed to hold in the cold. The cold. The woman shivered and pulled the neck of her coat up around her neck. She was concerned. She didn't recognize the place. Granted, it had been years since they had been there, decades since they had seen the place. She had tried to forget it all, wipe out the picture of that wretched place out of her mind, and now here they were, seeking it out. She wondered if she were crazy to be here at all, but then... If they could find the place again, she knew it would be worth it. "'Are you sure this is the way?' "'Shh!' He wanted to believe they were alone in the woods, but it was hard to know that for certain. He was uneasy, uncomfortable in this place. And this most certainly was the place. They were on the right track. He was sure of it. The memory of the trees.' the narrow path through the wood, all etched in his mind as if set in stone. He'd spent years living through the nightmares that would wake him, fighting off the panic attacks in broad daylight. This most certainly was the place, and he had determined long ago it was necessary for him to take this path again, to reach the end of it, to take what he deserved. He would take it without guilt, because he did deserve it. It was payment restitution for what had been taken from him, what had been taken from his sister, innocence lost in the deep dark of the forest. Is that it? Shh! She had seen it ahead of them, and the sight of it caused a shiver to go down her spine, and she felt even colder than she already did. That was the effect the old cottage had on her. Even after all these years, there it stood, a rounded-out little cottage with a double chimney. It looked like a stuffed mushroom, soft and round. The smoothness of it made it so inviting. But that's not what drew them in as children. No, not the shape. "'I can smell it from here,' she said. He didn't hush her. He could smell it, too, and it stopped him from moving, kept him frozen in his tracks." He felt like a boy again. If he hadn't been a fully grown man, he may have wet himself in fear. When he had first seen the place those many years ago, he had felt nothing but joy and excitement. After all, what child doesn't dream of a house made of sweets? "'Let's go in and get this over with,' she said. He nodded, and walked as closely to her as he could without bumping into her with every step. If he had been a boy, He would have held her hand, gripped it for dear life, but he did not. Of his own will, he took one brave step after another. The place smelled sickeningly of sugar cane and the heavy stench of molasses. It made him gag. She coughed a little, too. As they approached the threshold, they looked up at the roof, as if instinct told them each to be sure to check for smoke coming from the chimney. There was none, and they both released the breath they had been holding. They nodded at one another and approached the door together. It was not even latched shut, and the two walked in without incident. The inside of the cottage hadn't fared as well as the exterior, all due to a hole in the roof. From where they stood, they could look through the large opening and see the moon lighting up the space. A large cage... "'stood off to one side of the room, and the man shuddered at the sight of it. "'The woman was staring at the oven off to the other side of the room. "'The heat of flames leaping at her face and the smell of burning flesh were not-so-distant memories. "'She turned to her brother. "'Where is it?' she snapped. "'He startled at the sound of her voice, which had broken into his thoughts.' thoughts and memories of a little boy locked behind cold bars as an old woman prepared for her evening meal. He looked straight ahead from where they stood and saw that the items on the counter hadn't moved since they had been there. The bread box sat in its place on the shelf and he ran to it. She was close behind him. The secret would be there. He opened the box and took the envelope that was so carefully secured to the upper lid. In the light of the moon they opened the envelope and together read the coveted recipe. This recipe had been sought after, bargained for, and thought to be lost. But the children had been captive here, knew exactly where it would be. Now this gingerbread recipe belonged to them. In the light of the moon, they opened the envelope and together read the coveted recipe—this recipe that had been sought after, bargained for, and thought to be lost. But the children who had been held captive here knew exactly where it would be. Now this gingerbread recipe belonged to them. The old woman had paid for it with her life. They had kept the secret of it all of their lives, and now they held it in their hands. She's rolling over in her grave, knowing we have this, he said. He felt stronger, braver somehow. He felt vindicated. She felt calm and resolved, as if this was meant to be. The witch who would have eaten them, had they not shoved her in the oven, would now be feeding them with this recipe for the rest of their lives. Hansel and Gretel stepped out of the cottage together, The smells no longer sickened them, the cold caused no discomfort, and the darkness of the woods enveloped them like the hug of an old friend. I hope you enjoyed this reading of Secret in the Wood by Sarah Fenlon Falk, read to you by the author. I really have found, friends, that I I very much enjoy writing short and I very much enjoy prompts. So um, I, yeah, I if you are someone who just really enjoys writing short or writing from prompts or even if you feel like you're stuck and you kind of need some guidance, then maybe writing from a prompt would be helpful. So I encourage you to go ahead and go to com and check out their writing prompts and the writing contests. And hey, you know, there's fun, but also you could win 50 bucks. Who couldn't use $50 right now, right? So I hope that you look into Z and that you enjoy it. I am not getting paid to mention them like every other episode. It's just happening that way. Um, again, I just, I've just really enjoyed writing from prompts. And if you can do it and enter a contest and potentially win a contest with it, I think that that's fantastic. So enjoy that. Please tune in to Storyteller Station next week when I share with you an interview that I had with Chicago-based illustrator-author Jeffrey Brown. Jeffrey Brown is the author of the Lucy and Andy Neanderthal series, as well as the author of several Jedi Academy books, and he is just very talented. And if you haven't checked out his books, check them out in advance so you can put a face to the name when we're talking next week. I hope you'll join us. Until next time, my friends, I hope you have a wonderful week, wonderful weather, and until we speak again, create something great.